listener of the Life Given Radio podcasts. Um, glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Today, I am realizing it's mid-July. Somehow that happened, and well, time just flies. Summer is half over, but there's still half more summer to go, <laughs> if that makes sense. There's still a good chunk of summer to have happen. So I was just realizing recently that we all have only so many summers, not to be morbid, this is supposed to lead into some happier points, but we have even fewer with our kids at home with us. And I was just talking to my sister-in-law about this recently and it hit me. I mean, my kids are granted only almost three and almost one. So it's not been, um, the motherhood life has not been that long for me um, so far. But it's just hit me recently that in just a few years, they'll be off to college. Before that, summers will start to fill up with sports camps and dance camps, music camps, all the different camps, um, sports and jobs all become some sort of glorified um, driving service and lunch lady, which will be great. That'll be a completely different fun season. I'm watching my mom do it now with my younger siblings. It's a wild time. There's lots going on in their house, but it's not actually in their house. They're out running around doing different activities and the kids are having a great time. It's just a different season than what I'm in currently. So I was just realizing that summers now with the little tinies, are just so simple comparatively, even though I may get sweaty just thinking about strapping kids into car seats for an afternoon at the pool, which we did a lot of a couple weeks ago when it was over 100 degrees. We did a lot of pool days, but the act of getting into the car for those pool days was a, a big ask. It was a, a large task for us to get into the car seats, but once we got there, definitely paid off really quickly. So when I stop to think about how memorable I want summers to be as a special time for our family, I am realizing or I've thought that now is probably the easiest stage to make memorable or maybe not memorable for the specific activity that we did because the activity may be blowing bubbles, you know, and that's not going to be the most amazing memory they have when they're you know, in college or an adult, but for the fun that they had while they did it, you know, when they look back on it and they're like, we always just had so much fun over the summer as a family, um, or just summers were made to be a special time. I want that to be what's memorable. You know, that feeling, the nostalgic feeling for summer or the happy, happy memories that surround it, even if when they're little tinies, it's very much um, very basic activities. I mean, when <laughs> this summer we've done a lot, we've done a few big things so far, but it's really just been a lot of little things because I'm still, my oldest is almost three and there are just still so many things that he's never even done before or been able to do before. 
or if we did introduce him to it last summer, well, that was a third of his life ago, so he doesn't remember it at all. So it's like seeing him rediscover that each year so far has been so exciting. So even if it's like a bubble machine or him actually being able to spray his own water gun this year was a really big deal for him, or jumping into the pool, he's able to do that now. So it's like all of these things that are, you know, pretty basic things but are huge in his little mind because he's never been able to do them before or he's never been taken to the big you know city pool as frequently as we've, as we've gone this year so we've done lots of little things like that we've camped um, once we're going again in a couple weeks and hopefully a couple more times before Eric goes back to school my husband goes back to school we've been working on building a deck which isn't exactly a family event because the kiddos aren't um, the most help when it comes to building a deck but my son my oldest son loves following his dad around and doing whatever his dad is doing so he is always you know carrying his little hammer hitting at nails that he finds lying around he's wanting to move the lumber so he'll find the little cut off pieces and move it around and just look at me and be like I'm so strong and it's just great to see him like he just thinks it's the most amazing job to do that. Or if he's not doing that, he's out mowing the lawn with his little lawnmower toy. Um, so very easy outdoor activities. Just him wanting to copy his dad will keep him entertained for a full day. So, and like I mentioned, we've gone to the pool a lot. We visited family. We planted a garden for the first time, which I've mentioned before. And we've gone on some bike rides and walks, we've had water gun fights, we've eaten outdoors, which is very special to me. I never ate outdoors a lot as a kid, or I don't have big memories of it. It wasn't until I uh, we got older and we were more like in high school and then in college we would like set up real like dinner tables or breakfast tables. Breakfast tables outside are my favorite, like having a full set breakfast outside seems so fancy and exciting, you know, <laughs> just to be able to sit outside and relax when it's cool in the morning and summer, which we hopefully will have more of those days here soon where it's actually cool in the morning. Haven't had them for a few weeks here. It's been a little bit toasty. But even just today, I hung up some flower baskets this weekend outside of our living room windows and we were sitting there and I noticed there were there was a hummingbird at the flower basket, which I got so excited about. I think I probably made some funny noises and Graham, my son, was just like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, there was a hummingbird. It was a hummingbird. And of course, I couldn't get him in the right spot and looking in the right direction for him to see it in time um, before it flew off. But all afternoon, he kept looking over at the window, climbing up on the chair and looking out the window going, honeybirds honeybirds where are the honeybirds and that's just the sweetest thing and he thought it was the best thing he kept being like oh I saw one you know and pointing at some leaf somewhere you know but it was an exciting activity for him this afternoon um so just I, it's always shocking to me how little things like that will just put him over the moon about about his day like that was just that was just so wonderful I mean it's very easy for a little toddler's day to turn um, negatively really quickly for the littlest thing, but it's nice to know at least we can try to 
recover and it doesn't have to be some huge event like going to the zoo or something that makes them recover. It could be just getting out and putting our feet in the kiddie pool in our yard. Like it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It could be making s'mores in the backyard over our fire pit, which we've done a few times this summer so far, and he loves that. Even though I'm not sure if he loves s'mores that much, it's just the art of putting something near a fire and letting it melt, which really, really makes him happy. Um, we've, and we've also had beautiful farmer's markets to visit in town and in nearby towns, um, gone to lots of parks, we've walked lots of places, got ice creams and stuff. So each of these things have just been so special for, for my toddler as I mean I think my baby who's almost one he's enjoying them too he just enjoys being outside he enjoys watching what he's his older brother is doing and he'll laugh at at anything he thinks that is funny that his older brother is doing um and it'll be really exciting to reintroduce my youngest to these same things next summer and he will have no memory of them and he'll have all of these abilities that he doesn't have now that he will have then he'll be able to you know walk around in the pool he'll be able to hold his own ice cream cone different things like that which is just very fun um and all these things I was just like realizing it's very much the reason they're so special is because we don't get to do them for most of the year especially in Moscow like you don't just walk around everywhere all the time um, in the winter, which seems to last half the year at least. Um, so these things are special and they are new and exciting to the little boys. And it's encouraging to me as a mom to know that just about anything can be made an adventure as long as I don't make it into a fuss fest because it's very easy for me to get, especially on the big things. So when we're doing a big event or I'm trying to do a lot of things, not just like going out in the yard to do bubbles, I can usually do that without getting um, <laughs> grumpy about something. Um, but like I was talking about our camping trip that we went on a few weeks ago on the podcast. I mentioned it, um, talked about kind of our process, um, had my husband on with me and we talked about what we like about camping, what we like to do. And one of my favorite parts is the lists and the planning for the camping trip. And I really do love that. I love that process. Like let's plan our menu. Let's plan all of the things we need to pack. Let's buy any item that we may be missing. Um, and we need to get it all packed in the camper. We need to make sure blankets are washed. We need to make sure, you know, all the kids' clothes are packed for whatever weather might be available, um, what might be happening at the time. Um, and that's something I really enjoy doing. But I feel like with with that and the planning, um, that can only that can be so done so far in advance, and then the actual packing can't be done very very far in advance we do have like I mentioned we've got like a camping tub that has our gear in it and all that but when it comes to like packing the clothes and the toiletries and the food like that stuff has to happen basically right before you leave so when we were going camping a few weeks ago I um very quickly my window of time that I thought I had before camping you know got taken up with a few unexpected things that we had to do that I had to take a kid to the doctor's office we had to deal with a burn that grandma got before we went camping which was really convenient um, and we had to 
um, go pick up like a piece of mail. You know, there are all these different little unexpected errands to run. And then the time that we were going to be leaving for the camping trip got moved up because the friends that we were going with were like, hey, let's head out early, which was so fun. It was definitely the right decision. Um, but it just meant, okay, I've got a shorter amount of time to pack. So very quickly, I'm running around like a crazy, crazy person in a tornado, you know, with my hair flying everywhere, trying to get everything packed. And the boys, for the most part, were doing great. They were playing together, kind of sitting, you know, in the one space, entertaining themselves, which was great, but that <laughs> only lasts for so long, and I probably counted on it lasting a little, like, I counted on it too long. Um, so I was in the bathroom, and I was getting all of our toiletries put together, and suddenly I was like, wait, I think the quiet has has overstayed. They, they've been too quiet and out of my line of sight for too long. So I went into the living room to see what they could be up to and just in time to see my toddler about to spray um, aerosol sunscreen all over my baby. <laughs> I was like, no, do not put it down right now. Step away. And thankfully or not thankfully, I'm not sure, the toddler had already used up the whole can of sunscreen by spraying it on various other things throughout the living room and himself. So he had sunscreen all over his face. His <laughs> he turned to me as I am like I am yelling, "No, what are you doing? Stop." He turned to me with his bloodshot eyes. "What, mom? What's what's wrong with what's with what's happening here? I don't I don't know." So I of course, and panicked because he's got sunscreen and everything, and I don't know how much he sprayed on his brother or who has ingested what and, and what it'll actually do to your eyes. So I rushed him to the bathroom saying the dreaded phrase, we don't do this, which made me, I mean, after the fact, I was very <laughs> upset with myself for using that phrase. Like, why? We don't do this. It's such a silly phrase, I think. <laughs> or I catch myself saying it sometimes. And obviously we did do this. We just should not. <laughs> it's just a, a funny phrase, phrasing. And so I'm trying to wash his eyes out, but I'm probably not being the most empathetic because it seems like something you would figure out pretty quickly. You shouldn't be doing this um, when you're spraying it in your eyes and it's hurting. So he's... <laughs> And and our son's a very tough kiddo, too, so he's not, like, crying about it at all. But I'm upset, and so he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mommy, you know. And, and so I finally get him cleaned up and send him back out to the living room. I've put the sunscreen away, and I'm doing the quick test of the living room, trying to see what has been sprayed and what hasn't. The baby, thankfully, had not been sprayed at all, but I turn around and I located a couple little items that he must have thought needed sunscreen and I turn around and he's picking up his flip-flop that is a puddle of sunscreen on top like he he had just sprayed it sprayed so much of the sunscreen that it had puddled in the flip-flop and he's picking it up to show it to me and I just said no like don't touch it put it down and he immediately takes the hands off of the flip-flop that he had been holding full of sunscreen and rubbed his eyes with those hands so I had to go through the whole flushing process again and there was the flurry of emotions and just exasperatedness was 
it was a large flurry of, of exasperation. So that was a fuss fest of epic proportions. And I did realize it after the fact. I think after he was done getting his eyes flushed out and I had, for the second time, and I had replaced him with his brother and he was playing semi-happily again, I realized it was a pretty funny situation. Like, he was okay. Everyone was fine. Our house smelled very summery, very much like a day at the pool, sunscreeny, and it was going to be fine. Everything was going to be packed, and it was a pretty funny story. So we recovered from that. I apologized to my toddler for my attitude, and, and all was good, and the camping trip was still very fun. But things like that are so easy to make the whole flavor in our mouths about an event be negative. So if I were to hold on to it, which I have in other scenarios, I'm sure I've held on to a negative um, emotion or reaction too long. But thankfully, we were able to recover from this one before our, tr our actually going on the camping trip and got to, to sa salvage the getting ready portion of the the day, but it could so easily have been the full camping trip where I was just exasperated with every little thing that the toddler did. Um, it, that would be such an easy thing to do. And then we come home and the kids think, oh, camping, camping is the worst. <laughs> Mom's got a bad attitude all the time when we camp. Like She's just always a little crabby when we camp and, and everything we do is, hey, don't put that dirt in your butt. Like, don't do that. Stop that. You know, it's really easy for the negative emotion to be what little kids, especially the, the flavor that people walk away with and what people remember in the years to come. I don't specifically think if I had had a bad attitude for this camping trip that it would have tainted every single camping trip for the rest of their lives. They are only three and one almost, so they would probably not remember it that much. But if that were to happen, you know, every year with me getting upset about the preparation portion of it, it would carry right on over. And then I, when I was thinking about this tonight, I was thinking, we, we went on a walk right before putting the kids to bed tonight, and my son was riding his little um, strider bike without the pedals and that can also cause some consternation because he's not walking fast enough or he stops in the middle of the road as we're crossing it in front of cars to look at a drainage ditch and he's like wow what's that I don't need to look at it and you're like no keep moving don't get hit by a car keep moving that can cause some consternation but this walk we were all moving very slowly just kind of at his own pace and he decided that his favorite game would be trying to hit his dad's ankles or trying to catch up with him to bump his his flip-flops with his bike so and every time he successfully did it even with dad trying to dodge you know my husband is trying to dodge him and not get his flip-flops eaten by the bike um every time he was successful he just could not control his laughter. It was so funny to him, which of course was funny to us, but it's just like that's not that impressive of a feat. I don't know. It's not that exciting of an event, but he thought it was hysterical and the most fun, and that was the best walk, you know, and so that's just really encouraging to me that even the silliest little everyday things like a walk before bed can be 
so much fun. But then, like, the big camping fun adventure we're going on this summer could be the worst and no fun at all because of just the attitude that you take to either of them. So that's an exhortation for your summer, the second half of your summers. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy the tiny little things. Be happy and cheerful or apologize for not being happy and cheerful and get back to it. <laughs> um, and make the little things fun, especially for little ones. I think it's a pretty easy thing to do or surprisingly easy thing to do for their their little selves. When they get older, it's a little more complicated to do exciting things, but why not take advantage of it while it is easy? Anyway, that's all I have to share with you all today. Hope you're having a great week, enjoying the middle of July, and I will see you next time. Bye.